Hi, this is Shannon from SIS for Teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog this month. We're talking about the wreck and wreck. Do you have a wreck and wreck in your classroom? You might have heard of a wreck and wreck in the early child world of math. You may even have them in your classroom. However, I know a lot of teachers that have wreck and wrecks, but will sheepishly admit to me that they're sitting on a shelf and they've actually never used it before. Why is that, you might ask? Well, what I've discovered is as I work with teachers in our Molding Math Mindsets training, it's that many teachers haven't had time to really understand what a wreck and wreck can do. They might understand the abacus as it relates to subitizing or telling how many without counting to a, within you know, really without counting within a hundred, they might even understand the very basic applications of the wreck and wreck in our numeracy talks with conservation to 10 or even to 20. But really, that's about it. I remember presenting eight or nine years ago, and everyone said, wreck and what? They had no idea what I was talking about when I talked about the wreck and wreck. In fact, many of the teachers at the time had never even heard of a wreck and wreck, let alone had them in their classroom. I found that this often stems from our lack of understanding numeracy development. Teachers might feel the double 10 frame does the job as a wreck and wreck when we're working with conservation to 20, which is really the same, but you know, different. Conservation is the idea that the quantity does not change based on how the items are arranged. And this is really a foundational skills for students to discover number sense. We know we have 10 fingers and that we're not going to grow anymore and we certainly hope that we don't lose any. We know that we'll always have five fingers on one hand and five fingers on the other. And so we will always have have 10 fingers, but many students don't trust that there's always five fingers on a hand or a total of 10, and so they oftentimes go back and recount. But more than just knowing how many fingers are on a hand, students have to be able to recognize a quantity in more than one way, even if the student has a solid grasp on conservation to five or 10. A lot of students end up memorizing the 10 frame or 20 frame. Sometimes I refer to it as the double 10 frame, but we really want students to understand looking at quantities in different modalities. If you think about the double 10 frame, it's usually stacked with 5, 5, 5, and 5. You could also think of it as 10 and 10. When you're looking at the rack and rack, you can look at it as 5, 5 in a linear sense on one row, and then 5, 5 on the bottom row, and then 10, and 10 to show the 20. The Counting Buddy Senior is another modality in which provides a linear look at the quantity with 10 and 10. The key to a solid foundation in numeracy is really for students to have a variety of ways to show conservation to 20 and that they're able to manipulate the quantities in multiple ways. If you're familiar with our numeracy talks, we often flash the wreck and wreck to students and ask, how many did you see? How did you know? Sometimes we flash the wreck and wreck and say, take a picture with your brain camera, but this time I'm going to ask you a secret question. The question might be an inquiry-based question like one of the following. What would be one less than what you just saw? What would be one more than what you just saw? Or what would be two less than what you just saw? Or what would be two more than what you saw? Or how many beads did we not use? Then we have students get hands-on with the rock and rocks and actually build the number. We'll repeat the same sequence of flashing the quantity on the rock and rock, having students show how many they saw, and then being asked any of those secret questions, but students now are replicating it on 
their rec and rec, sort of in a build fashion. If you're not familiar with our numeracy talk progressions, check it out. Members, you have access to all the videos and all the numeracy talks that we implement in pre-K, young fives, kindergarten, first, and second grade. To make sure students really have a grasp on conservation to 20, we want to make sure they're interacting with the quantity in multiple modalities with the utmost success until their second grade year. We obviously can process conservation to 40, maybe in multiple 10 frames, or conservation to 100 within an abacus in early as first grade. But we want to st really spend good time on helping kids understand this very deeply. As I was thinking about how to help teachers remember the rec and rec, since it's such a powerful tool to help students with conservation to 20, I decided to make something that I thought would really what teachers would like, which is a booklet, and probably you might like it too. You don't have time to read a big textbook and find the activity and which copy I need to make to find it. I want things right at my fingertips, especially in the area of math. So if you have a rec and rec in your classroom, whether you have a small group, demo set, or maybe even an individual rec and rec for each student, this booklet will give you the different activities that will ensure students have lots of hands-on experience with this amazing tool. The rec and rec booklet that I created includes 12 different activities to help students practice conservation to 20 so they really can understand how to use the rec and rec as more than just a shaker. It's great for students or even parents to be able to help students see the structure of numeracy. Sometimes the booklet isn't enough. If you're a visual learner, reading the booklet might not cut it. I get that. So I recorded a video on every single Rock and Rock activity that I created in the booklet. This video will help you understand how each activity is done. It can be sent to parents so they can help students at home. You can even show it in your classroom so your students can really see how to teach by pausing the videos that I have so students can interact with the Rec and Rec. Basics of using a Rec and Rec. As we've mentioned, there are several different varieties of Rec and Recs really floating around. Some classrooms have a large demo Rec and Rec. These are really nice there also are mini rec and recs, which I've used with a lot of students lately. I really like them because they're not so clunky. Clunky. We have to model that a bit bigger for kids, for them able to manipulate. So if we have we have a model really that is a bit bigger. So if you kind of have your demo rec and rec, and then the kids kind of have a smaller. The moral of the story here is that there's not one right or wrong rec and rec to use. It's the way that you use it that's really important. We always want students to clear to the right. You might say white right or clear to the right, red in the lead. Whatever jingle helps you remember to push the beads all to the right will work for you. We know that our kids oftentimes don't know their rights and lefts, especially in early childhood. So often you'll see our rec and recs that we have. I take a Sharpie marker and put a smiley face in the upper right hand corner to help them remember how the cleared position looks. Some teachers may say it feels weird because they it looks like we cleared to the left and we would push to the right like we read. However, if you think about it, it does make sense. We push the beads to the left to make a number, but the rack and rack really then does read left to right. So if I put six beads to the left, students will be able to see a five group and one more. Give students plenty of time to explore the rack and rack, especially if they've never seen it before. Dust it off and play with it. See what 
see what their comments are and their inquiry-based questions that you can ask to guide them in their discovery. Don't forget to use the bottom row to show the numbers too. You see this through the activity book. After we clear to the right, we can show 12 by pushing 10 beads to the left on the top row and 2 on the bottom. But I also could push 6 beads in the top row and 6 beads on the bottom row. The Rec and Rec is a master of helping students decompose numbers in different ways and ultimately understand our base 10 number system. The Rec and Rec will also grow with students. If students can show 5 in different ways, we can ramp it up to 10 or even 20. Rec and Rec activities and ideas. The Rec and Rec is such a versatile tool. There's so many different kinds of activities that it can be used for. We can do activities with missing add-in, like in the tent, where we set up a camping scene for students with our Rec and Rec. Some of the campers are in the tent, but some of the campers are by the fire. So students have to figure out the missing parts. Our friend Abracus loves the Rec and Rec. We show this in our videos and the download how to use compensation using doubles or near doubles. For example, have students show doubles in the Rec and Rec with six in the top and six in the bottom, or a near double with five at the top and six at the bottom. Abracus loves to zap the Rec and Rec so that he can see five plus five and move the bead back to see how it's really ten plus one equals eleven. DC even uses the Rec and Rec to practice his strategy of decomposition with making tens. If I have 9 at the top and 6 at the bottom, DC can easily decompose the 6 into 5 and 1, taking the 1 to add it to the 10. Then he can easily do that 9 plus the, the 1. They can easily take it and add the 9 plus the 1 to make a 10 and then add 5 to C15. One of the fun games on the Rec and Rec booklet is called Three Add-ins or Bust. Students work on adding three add-ins together on the Rec and Rec, showing how they solve and see if they can be the person to get to 20 without going over. Guess My Way is probably one of my most favorite games to play with kids. I love it so much that I give it to you today as a free download. Print it out, use it with the Rec and Rec, and once you've seen how fun the Rec and Rec is, you might want the whole booklet of the 12 activities. Playing the game my way with the wreck and wreck. Imagine kids sitting at the carpet area with their own personal wreck and wreck in front of you, or in front of them. They could also have it at their desks. Imagine yourself as the teacher sitting in the rocking chair and, or in the front of your class with the wreck and wreck. You got a large book or poster to hide your wreck and wreck where the number is being built. You call it a number and say, okay, who can guess my way? As the class goes silent, all you hear are the clicking of the wreck and wreck beads as students are trying to build the number the way they think that you built it on your wreck and wreck. Let's say, for example, my number is nine. I want to make sure I use both rows of the wreck and wreck to build the number and hide it. The first kid raises their hand and says, I think I guess your way. You have nine at the top and zero at the bottom. I look at my wreck and wreck and say, no, that's not my way. Now we want to record the students and how they guess it with a number bond on the board and show how the students decompose the number and we move on to the next guess. Don't forget that we're using the commutative property. So my wreck and wreck might say zero at the top and nine at the bottom. So you want to make sure the student guesses exactly how you have your wreck and wreck. Don't give it away if, don't give it away if the numbers are the same they have to be in the right order. 
Another student might raise their hand and say, I think I know how you have nine. I think you have five at the top and four at the bottom. You might say, that's not my way, and go ahead and create the number bond for the student for somebody else to guess. The next student might guess, I think you have three at the top and six in the bottom. Maybe that is your way. So I then go ahead and reveal my wreck and wreck and say, you guessed my way. I have three at the top and six at the bottom. Kids think they're just playing a game and having fun guessing the way, but realistically they're showing different ways that they can decompose numbers. I like this for students as they guess their way and now the next person gets to be in the hot seat and have their friends guess their way. When I bring up students to my rocking chair, I like to select a number and kind of go behind them to help them build in the rock and rock. Then we go through the same process with guiding the understanding, showing the different ways of the number bonds. This is really just one of the 12 great activities that you have at your fingertips. And you don't need to, you don't forget that it comes with a tutorial video so that you can help you or even parents understand how to exactly play. If you don't have a rec and rec at home and you aren't able to send rec and rec homes to your parents to use for their students because they're kind of expensive, we have a whole blog post on how you can make your own rec and rec with an easy mesh back backing, pipe cleaners that are black, and red and white beads. These are pretty inexpensive. I can literally make a whole class set for $8. How much fun would it be for a math parent night where everyone makes their own rec and rec and then they get the activities to go with it. I hope you've enjoyed the blog and now have a better understanding of how to use the Ruck and Ruck is more than just a toy that you shake the beads back and forth. It's such a wonderful math tool with so many ways to differentiate instruction and reinforce all the concept plus it's just fun. I'd love it if you post some of your ideas or pictures on our social media with the handle at SIS the number four teachers on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or any of your favorite social medias. Thanks so much for joining me.